Hello and welcome to the Bold Believer Podcast, a podcast focusing on apologetics and faith-based questions and answers, diving deep into the historical evidence for the Christian faith, truths founded in Scripture, and how it plays out in the world we live in today. And now, here is your host, Josh Snyder. Alrighty, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're at and wherever you're listening from in the world today. I appreciate you tuning in to the Bold Believer podcast once again, or maybe this is your first time, but at any rate, thank you so much. I'm Josh Snyder, the host of the Bold Believer podcast, and uh, I appreciate you jumping on and listening to this episode. In today's episode, we hope to dive into a very uh, deep concept in the Christian faith, one that there's much confusion and even debate about sometimes, and the purpose of it. If you saw the title, you know exactly what this episode's going to be on, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the purpose and the power of prayer. What's it for and what does it do? And uh, so before we do that, though, we got some things that we always try to knock out here at the very beginning, and uh, let's let's start off with this. The uh, Bold joke of the day. If you know the purpose of the bold joke, it is just to throw something lighthearted out, something eye-rolling but funny that you can take and maybe share with somebody else. Again, being a Christian has nothing to do with being all serious and acting like everything is just evil and wrong, even though there is a lot of evil and wrong, and even though there is a very serious nature of why we believe and how we believe and everything that we believe, <laughs> that but that doesn't mean there is an enjoyment in it. And uh, I'm a father, and so I'm going to tell you a... Uh, Dad joke. I don't know if that's a good enough excuse, but I'm going to use it anyways. I'm a dad, so I'm going to tell you a, a dad joke. And whether or not you're a dad, you can share it with somebody else, all right? All right, today's bold joke comes from the Exponentially Bad Dad Joke book, as always, and uh, it's simply this. You know people say they pick their noses? Well, I feel like I just was born with mine. Okay, okay, yeah. Pick their noses, born with mine, Okay. I heard this pickup pick up line that I, actually I used it once and it didn't work, but I was like, if you were a booger, I would pick you first. Okay, see, that was extra credit. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. All right, go share that with the world around you. Make the world a better place through the uh, bold jokes. Come back next week for another joke. All right, I don't know why you chose to listen to the Bold Believer podcast today. Hopefully you didn't just listen, you're not listening just for the dad jokes, but if you are, uh, keep listening. You'll get something else out of this Lord willing, and uh, well, I appreciate you listening at any rate. Share this uh, episode or the podcast as a whole if you would like to, and find helpful content in it with your friends uh, on social media. Tag us at Bold Believer on Facebook, or uh, look us up on YouTube. We aren't quite keeping up with YouTube like we should at this moment, at least, and uh, so i got to get on there and update the episodes and some of the things that we're doing up there, including this little branch called Bold Believer TV, which includes some live recordings of short uh, encouragement and devotionals and things like that that we try to do. Also, if you haven't done so already and want to really help boost what we do here, if you're listening from uh, Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. That really helps the algorithm giant fall and uh, helps us continue to be able to grow this and get out to more people who would not have otherwise heard this unless they specifically looked us up. And because we're independent and fairly new, it is hard to get out there. So you help us a lot by leaving a good solid review for us. So if you haven't done so already, please try to do that. And uh, But at any rate, thank you in advance and thank you for listening. But let's get to the meat of today's episode, the purpose and the power of prayer. What's the purpose of prayer and why is it powerful? What makes it powerful and what's relevant to our lives? Again, all of the things that we speak on, we try to come back to some relevancy for us. Otherwise, you just fill in your mind up with knowledge. And uh, knowledge without application 
is is not helpful at all. Knowledge without being able to have something to tie it back to to apply it to your life doesn't actually help. Yes, it might give you something to talk about for hours and hours on end, but if you can't apply it to yourself, there's not much point. During the 1800s, missionary George Mueller cared for thousands of orphan children in Bristol, England. He also traveled over 200,000 miles by ship across the globe, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and encouraging Christians for world missions, all while maintaining a joyful example of ministry and family balance. Man, that blows my mind. I do a lot. I'm, I'm a busy guy, if you know anything about Josh Schneider. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I'm always good about maintaining a family and mission ministry balance. I, I really need to work on that, and it's one of the things that I'm constantly trying to check myself on, whether or not I'm spending way too much time doing this and sacrificing my family, not just things like The Bold Believer or the music that we we're currently working on or anything like that, but, but other things, whether it be work or just endeavors to try to put meat on the table and things like that. Sometimes we can take a good thing, I should say, and I shouldn't even say sometimes, many times we can do a good thing too much, and at that point and in that point, it is not that good of a thing. If you are losing, this is kind of extra credit here, but if you are losing your family over and because of some of the things you're doing for Christ, then God himself would have you scale back a little bit. If your family is being pushed away because of your efforts for the kingdom, and, they're, but, and they want to back you and they want to be there for you, but you're just not home, you're just not doing stuff, and they, they, they're hurting because of it, then I, I believe wholeheartedly, scripturally speaking, and, and, and from some experience and from many other people around me who have some heavier experience that have spoken to my life, if you are sacrificing your family for ministry, you need to scale back your ministry a little bit. Just like if you are sacrificing the uh, going to church for your business, if you stop going to church because you have a large business or you're really busy, then you are too busy. Like God would not ask you to be that busy to miss out on the gathering together or the assembly of brothers and sisters each week. And that should be the goal. Again, it's I'm not here and all about being uh, legalistic. I'm not here to tell you that you need to do this, 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 and this, or you're going to be damned to hell or God will hate you. But I am here to say that there is a right way to do some things and there is a very wrong way to do some things in this life. If you want to have a good relationship with God, you will do these things. You will follow in the precepts of scripture. You will follow in the principles that he has set before us because God blesses those areas. That's why God calls us to honor our father and our mother, that our days may be long on the earth. There is a general principle that God would have us obey, and it is good for us. And uh, anyway, let's get back to the uh, example that I was reading of George Mueller and the reason why I'm here even speaking uh, today, and that is talking about the power of prayer. George Mueller was a huge example in this particular area. I look up to him and, and cry almost every time I read his story. But in 1805 from 1898, George Mueller lived and was a Christian missionary evangelist and a coordinator of orphans in Bristol, England. He was somebody who not only found homes for orphans, but he took in orphans. Through his faith and prayers and without asking for money, he had the privilege of caring for over 120,000 orphan children. He also traveled over 200,000 miles by ship, as I mentioned a little bit ago, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in 42 countries and challenges believers about world missions and trusting God. In his journal, George Mueller recorded miracle after miracle of how God provided and answered his prayers. 
there's power in prayer. And before we go on to this amazing story and get into some deeper concepts found in scripture about prayer, the purpose of it, why we need to pray and all this other stuff, let me say this in passing as, as this kind of reminded me to say it. Uh, he talks about George Mueller journaling not only his prayers and the things that he would desire, because if you go back and you look at some of those pages, they, I believe that they're museums right now. If you get online, you can see copies of them. But George Mueller would write out his prayers and his woes and his desires and then also fill in when God answered those prayers. So you see the heartfelt earnesty of a man who is just a man desiring to see God move mir- mir- miraculously in his life. And, and he saw that. But here's what I want to point out. George Mueller was we were the only reason we're reading about him today at least on a large scale is because he recorded the things that God did for him he wrote that down that's one of the reasons why the new testament authors wrote the books of uh, Matthew Mark Luke and John so that people when they would wondered about this man called Jesus they would look to these books of the bible as we now know them and know who Jesus was and know for a certainty of the things that he did. That's why the disciples set out to write them. I believe that was inspired by the Holy Spirit and that their pen did not err in writing the exact accounts of Christ. I'm not saying we can go write our own Bibles and have something that the, like the disciples had because I believe the word is perfect and fully complete. The Bible's complete, but we should write the things down that God has done for us. Not just the prayer requests, not just the things you would desire, but start a journal of also keeping track of the answered prayers because there's going to be some amazing things that will not only take place for those who read those, uh, those, those things that took place in our life down the road, those family members that look back over to our lives for encouragement or direction, but that will also bring us some clarity and encouragement in times when we are unsure of God's power and the devil's up in our ear trying to bring us down. One morning... All the plates and cups and bowls on the table were empty at George Mueller's orphanages. There was no food in the larder and no money to buy food. The children were standing, waiting for their morning meal, when Mueller said, Children, you know we must be in time for school. Then lifting up his hands, he prayed, Dear Father, we thank thee that thou art going to give us to eat. At that moment, there was a knock on the door. The baker stood there and said, Mr. Mueller, I couldn't sleep last night. Somehow I felt you didn't have bread for breakfast and the Lord wanted me to send you some. So I got up at 2 a.m. and baked some fresh bread and here I brought it with me. Mr. Mueller thanked the baker and no sooner had he left when there was another knock at the door and it was a milkman, a local milkman. He announced that his milk cart had broken down right in front of the orphanage and that he would like to give the orphans his cans of fresh milk so that he could empty his wagon to repair it and so that uh, the milk wouldn't go bad. There's an amazing, just a small amazing example about how a man's prayer was answered in specific ways. You say, Josh, think about it. Josh, George Mueller prayed, and then as he was praying, in moments as he was praying, somebody knocked at the door, giving them the answers to those prayers, but the baker was up the night before, before George Mueller prayed. Yes, (laughs) we will uh, get into that here in just a second. But Josh, does that mean if he hadn't prayed, the milkman wouldn't have broke down? 
No, not necessarily. We'll get into that here in just a second as well. That goes hand in hand with one of the uh, reasons why we are called to pray. But that's just an example, a very quick example of what uh, of, of power being exercised in prayer. The heavens listening and knowing our needs and understanding our needs. God knowing through the power of the Holy Spirit what we need before we even ask it. And one of the biggest humbling points that God can bring each of us to is to prayer. Asking God, God, I know you're able. I know that you may even have the answer for me, but I need this, whatever it is. Or God, I, I want to praise you for this. Again, it's, prayer is not just a one-sided call where you're voicing all of your needs and desires, but that is one of the main purposes of it. The other purpose is you to praise him, to communicate with the heavens. God himself wants to communicate by the Holy Spirit's power. And, and the only avenue in which we can effectively do that is through prayer. Speaking of avenue and effectively reaching God, uh, Dennis Cox once said, a good prayer life is being aware of God's presence and being transparent with him about what I am experiencing. A good prayer life is being aware of God's presence and being transparent with him about what I'm experiencing. Because here's the thing, God knows exactly where we're at, who we are, how we are, everything about us. Just like he knew exactly where Adam and Eve were at when he walked in the cool of the garden after Adam, Adam and Eve had sinned, he said, Adam, where art thou? Some people look at that and say, because of sin, God couldn't see Adam and Eve. No, God knew exactly where they were at. But he asked a question to challenge and to unlock the mind of Adam and Eve as they listened and to remind them of where they really were. And that was at enmity or separation from God because of sin. Too often, our 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 experiences in our circumstances are simply programmed responses. Too often we pray because that's just what we're supposed to do as Christians. Too often I, I sit down and pray for a meal just because that's what I do. It's what I've done since I was very young. I, I, even before I knew God, I prayed for a meal. Too often we pray before bed just because that's just what we do. And it is not an earnest, heartfelt reach out to the God of the universe. Let that not be said of us. More and more, let us intentionally reach out. And, and pray, not let it be programmed. Often we have our minds set in such a fashion we only get out of things what we are programmed to get out of them. And only through prayer can we realign ourselves in our circumstances to see what God wishes us to see. This is key, especially with the story of George Mueller and many other key scriptures that talk about prayer. Because here's the thing. The purpose of prayer, most of the time, I believe, is not to move the hands of heaven. Though there has been great evidence in Scripture, we see examples like Joshua when he asked God to make the sun stand still so that they could win this battle. Or, or times where, where a direct cry from an individual or a nation or a group of people stopped, immediately stopped. Or, or activated God's power in their life, so to speak. Again, I'm <laughs> activated. Makes me think of a stupid TikTok that's going around. But anyway, that's that's a little off subject. I believe it is clear in Scripture that prayer can uh, activate God, so to speak. Not not in like a demanding way, but God sitting there waiting with the answer in his hands. And the only thing left is him calling us, guiding us to reach out to him in prayer. You say, well, when does he guide us to pray? Well, technically, at all times. As children of God, we can pray and have access to God at all times. Scripture says, pray without ceasing. So that means that at all times, you should be ready to pray and to intercede. And so God has answers for us sometimes that we don't get because we do not pray. God has uh, conclusions or God has miracles for our lives for us to be able to see and to be a part of 
that we're not going to get if we don't pray. But many times, the sovereignty of God pre-knows or, or, or overshadows everything. We don't, we don't know the beginning to the end like God does. But God knows exactly what's going to happen and why and how he's going to use it. And prayer merely, and I should say, shouldn't say merely because merely is a small word. It's a light word. But prayer supernaturally unlocks our minds, unlocks our beings, our soul to seeing and experiencing God's power that sometimes he's already going to do anyway. For example, Jim Davis wrote, Prayer is the only avenue to recognizing the reality of God's presence. Prayer is the only reality to recognizing the reality of God's presence. Because here's the thing, God's presence is there. God sees all, God knows all, God is God. He is outside of time, space, and matter. He is transcendent of all the things that limit us on this side. And that's what makes him God. But through prayer, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we have access to seeing what God sees in many ways and being a part of God's plan actively. Again, if, if I didn't know God, if I didn't know anything about God, or if I rejected salvation, God is still going to use me <laughs> Just like he used Pharaoh to let the children of Israel out of Egypt. When I say let, I mean they were cast out and then Pharaoh eventually drowned in the Red Sea. Like Pharaoh set his course by ignoring the will of God. And God used even the man who is in rebellion to bring about his will and to do miraculous things so that nations upon nations outside of Egypt knew exactly who the children of Israel were and knew that there was power in that nation, that God was with that nation. God used a rebellious king to do his will. That doesn't mean it's God's will that we should sin. That doesn't mean it is God's will that we should do evil in his sight as Pharaoh did. But that also doesn't mean that God cannot use that evil. But through prayer, we can see and activate the power in our lives to be able to see what God is doing and what God is up to. Just like when George Mueller prayed a specific prayer, though the milkman had probably already broke down outside and the, the baker was walking up the stairs as he was praying, God knew exactly what he wanted. But that specific prayer prayer and that faith in God activated his mind to seeing that God is faithful to answering prayer. And no doubt George Mueller was praying for food that they did not have the day before. And so very much so maybe George Mueller's prayers the days prior coming up to this situation was exactly what God needed to give the answer. What do I mean by that? Sometimes God doesn't give us the answer. Say what? Doesn't God always have an answer? Well, according to Jeremiah 33, 3, it states, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, that's you, that is singular, that will answer you, the person who is calling. Call unto me, call unto God, I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not, or show you the great things that you did not understand or know prior to calling unto me. Meaning, if I don't call, he will not answer, and will not show me great and mighty things which I did not know prior. Like, God sometimes holds that answer back, and according to scripture, would have given it to us, but because we do not come to him in prayer and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways and humble ourselves, we won't have the answers. We don't receive the answers. And so prayer is kind of in twofold. Prayer not only, I believe, activates the power of heaven at times in our life, but gives us the ability to see the power of heaven at work. It unlocks our mind and our eyes here on this side to see the spiritual at work, as uh, James Lewis or Jim Lewis rather wrote. Paul writes in Thessalonians, instructing them to quote, "Be joyful always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you." Quench not the Spirit of God. 
uh, despise not prophesyings, test everything or prove everything, hold fast to that which is good, and avoid evil. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 20. You cannot continually pray for the Spirit's guidance in every circumstance without experiencing the reality of God's presence. You cannot have a lifestyle in which you look to God in prayer for everything, not just things that are, God, I, like, like requests, like, God, I need this, I, I have this coming up, I have this pinch, and waiting till that pinch point, but letting God literally be the, letting yourself, rather, literally be the conduit to flow prayers from your life to the God of the universe by the Holy Spirit. We have that access. So the purpose of prayer is to communicate with God, just to say that very clearly, to communicate with the Almighty and to unlock our minds to seeing God's power take place in our lives. Specifically, I've had countless times where God has specifically moved and and acted in situations specifically. I've told stories after stories on this podcast. If you listen to other episodes, I've told the story of the Catalyst concert where essentially it was called off because of a a random sickness that fell over the uh, band who had not only the sound equipment but was headlining the entire event and that that was called off the night before the event took place and that night my buddy and I got down on our knees we prayed and asked God God please give us direction give us guidance give us encouragement in this time now because we've been preparing for this event that we believed would show others you and your love through music and through teaching and preaching we've been preparing for for this for six months plus and there's other people's money's on the line. Other people's time is on the line. God, please do something. Uh, do something else. And I remember the next morning, as I've said before, I woke up and looked at my phone, and there's people messaging me asking if the event had been canceled, and I was reluctant to text them back, but I started to type out messages, and I didn't send those messages to reply that it was canceled. I got back in bed and thought, there's got to be something else. But slumped back to sleep, and then woke up a little bit later, and Lance, the guy who was helping coordinate this whole event, called me and left a message and said, get up out of bed. The show's back on. Give me a call. Bye. I still have that message to this day, and I'm going to try to keep it uh, for the rest of my life as just a small reminder of God working in things that we didn't have the answers to. And I believe because of prayer, because of me uh, seeking God's direction, me seeking through prayer and my, my intercessory prayer that was surrounding me that night as we prayed over this, we found the answers. And God gave us the answers right there. And the answer essentially was there was a whole group traveling across the country that was performing in uh, stadiums at colleges and things like that called the Circuit Riders. And they were resting for a weekend over in Montana. (laughs) And that weekend that they were going to rest happened to not be a weekend that they were able to rest because they set up their equipment and put on a a sweet show and praised God through music. And we saw many great things happen that night. And I believe there's so much more that I didn't even see go on spiritually for not only people at that event, but Lewistown, uh, Montana as a whole through the power of prayer. But we weren't able, I don't believe we'd be able to see that take place if we had not had the faith to continue to hold out for the answers that we believed would take place and had the faith that they would come if we were patient and trusted that God had a plan even in the sickness that fell upon the uh, other group that was supposed to headline this event. God had other plans, and when we were submitted to his will, we were able to see his will 
unfold in our lives. And that was an amazing thing. And there's other examples that I could, I could give, just like George Mueller has these examples in his life. Each of us, if you've been a believer for any amount of time, you have examples where God has come through in ways that you're probably gonna forget about later on, especially when you're feeling bad. So let me challenge you this. The, the purpose of prayer is to connect with God uh, and to see his power in your life. But the power of prayer like the purpose and the power of prayer. The power of prayer comes only when we are able to see it. Because here's the thing. If God just saved our life from, uh, I don't know, a plane just, we were on a plane and it was about to, its engine was about to blow, but God decided because in his sovereignty, he, he would uh, allow that plane to land safely because God is all-knowing. He has plans through everything, even some tragic things. But in in his sovereignty, allowed that plane to land safely and not to, for its engine not to blow because we didn't pray, that doesn't mean that God's power wasn't at work. That doesn't mean that God still wasn't going to do do something miraculous in that situation. But when we pray, the power comes when we're able to see it and to experience it and to be a part of it. I feel like a broken record some, somewhat on this episode because I just want to drill into not only your head, but this is for me. Understanding that God is God and God wants to communicate with us and God wants us to come to him and God wants us to have a relationship with him and the only way in which we can do it in this intimate, deep way, aside from reading the the Bible, getting connected with him through understanding more about him and his desire for the world and for your life in scripture, the only intimate, deeper way that we can connect with him is through prayer and so often we take that for granted. Oh, I'm praying for you is one of the things that we'll put in a comment section where somebody he says, oh, I'm depressed, or my family member died, or I'm, I'm dying. Oh, I'm praying for you. But most often, I think many people who put that out don't even stop and pray. They undervalue the power of prayer. Or they'll say stuff like this, well, I wish I could do more, but I'm going to try to, I'm going to at least pray for you. Now, some people say prayer is the least I can do. No, actually prayer should be the best thing that we can do. That doesn't mean that God doesn't call us to do physical things or to physically reach out and to help people when we have the ability to help people. But if we undervalue prayer so much that it is the least we can do, it's like the smallest thing I could do here, prayer, the smallest thing I can do then we don't understand the power of prayer. Prayer is a powerful tool or a weapon wielded in the right person's hands. And when we have faith in a God who is all in all, as my phone dings off there, I gotta turn my phone on silent. When we have faith and show that faith by prayer and trusting in God through all circumstances, we will see the power of heaven unlocked in our lives. You cannot continually pray for the Spirit's guidance in every circumstance without experiencing the reality of God's presence. My greatest need, my greatest need is to recognize God's presence and guidance in every circumstance, in everything. That's why God calls us to give thanks in all circumstances. That doesn't mean God want, would a desire of us to thank God for all circumstances, but he says give thanks in every circumstance. Circumstance, that's First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 22. You'll find that amazing passage of a little bit of a blueprint of how we should interact with God and others and situations in our lives. Give thanks in all circumstances. That doesn't mean that God would have us be thankful for every circumstance because sometimes the circumstances that come our way are evil and they're wrong and God did not ordain those circumstances, but he allowed those circumstances to come into our life. And if we let him through prayer, we can we can grow in those circumstances. Yes, that loss is tragic, but if we let God use it, He can do amazing things for not only our testimony, but for how we interact with the world around us. 
how we are able to touch other people's lives through through the situation that we're currently walking through, all because we submitted to God and, and said, God, I through prayer, said, God, I don't know what's going on here, but I want to trust you in all circumstances. Man, that'll change your life. Recognize God's presence and guidance in all circumstances. Psalms 18, 2 states, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. We can run to him in prayer at all times. Don't ever think that God doesn't want to hear from you because he is always open to hear from his children. That is what one of the things that makes him amazing. He is not singular. He doesn't have a specific singular focus uh, on one person. You know, just be, that guy over there, there's a big major preacher preaching to thousands and thousands of people every single week. And I'm just, well, I'm just me. I, I talk to a few people here and there, but God wouldn't know who I am. No, because the power of the Holy Spirit, because of the Holy Spirit and indwelling us, the third part of the Trinity, the Godhead, uh, God himself is indwelling in us we can always have connection to the throne room of grace. And because God is omnipotent and and omnipresent, God is all and in all, he hears and listens to his children. The purpose of prayer is to help us see ourselves as God sees us. That is another thing that prayer unlocks for us, unlocks our mind to being able to see that we we truly are lost, we truly are uh, at times helpless, but God. And through prayer, we can trust in the processes that God sets out in our lives, even when we don't understand or it doesn't make sense. Understand this, a good prayer life is being aware of God's presence and being transparent with him about what I am experiencing. Dennis Cox. Let me say that again. A good life, a good prayer life that is, is being aware of God's presence and being transparent with him about what I'm experiencing. If prayer is the only avenue in which in which we can recognize God's presence and and what we can have to help us meet God's uh, desire for our lives or meet the needs of those around us, if prayer is the only avenue in which we can connect those two pieces together, the more we pray, the less we'll panic. That is the conclusion we can draw. The more we pray, the more we surrender, the more we give to God, the less we will be anxious, the less anxiety will rage in our life, the less we will stress about those things that we don't understand because sometimes God does ordain the storm. And when we pray, God softens who we are. It is therapeutic, as we might say. I'm not saying pray just for therapy's sake because if you are not connected with God through the Holy Spirit, if God doesn't live in you and he is not your Lord, you have no business praying. The only prayer that God would love to hear from you right now is the prayer to say, God, I know I'm a sinner. God, I've fallen short of your glory. God, I thank you for paying that price on the cross through Jesus Christ, your son, 2,000 years ago, and rising again to prove you not only had power over uh, sin, but over death and the grave itself. God, I accept what you did on the cross for myself. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray something of that nature, and you mean it with your heart, you mean it with everything inside you. What happens then is when the Holy Spirit moves in and at that point we can effectively pray for everything and in all things in our lives, in the lives of those around us. We can be a prayer warrior and experience the power of prayer. So let me ask you in conclusion, how's your prayer life? If the answer is, ah, it could be better, which I suppose that probably is all of our answers, then Make it a point to turn to God more. If it helps, maybe even look up a, a prayer line that you can be a part of if you want to pray more and to be able to pray for other people more. 
That's also a good way to see God moving in people's lives and to be a part of that process as people call in, for example, uh, and, and ask for prayer. You can be a part of their journey through the power of prayer. Pray, pray, pray. Prayer changes things, so why not pray more? Why not pray more? God wants to hear from you today, right now, at all times. He is ready, he is willing, and he is able as children of God to hear the, the prayers of his children. Reach out today, more so than yesterday, and grow a little bit more tomorrow. Thanks again for listening to the, another episode of the Bold Believer podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Josh Snyder, and if you haven't done so already, please let us know what you think of this episode. There's generally a, uh, on Spotify specifically, there is a poll you can take to let us know uh, some thoughts on the episode or what stood out to you most or what you'd like to hear more of in the future. And, and then on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a review there. That'll be extremely helpful and help boost this show, as I stated at the beginning of this episode. But thanks again for joining us, and come back again next week for another episode where we focus on, uh, on an area of which... Hopefully it will help each of us learn and grow together in our faith as every single one of us are on this journey to be more like Christ and to be a bold believer. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Be sure to give us a rating and follow us for more Christ-centered content as we learn and grow together wherever you get your podcasts. Now, go out and be a bold believer.